Welcome to Good Ancestors and Local Treasures with Corrine Pierce. Uh, you just heard Thomas Brown of the Alem Pomo singing a two-step dance song. Sintamana, Ana Picabitam Day. I am your host, Keishi Corrine Pierce. Yawi, thank you for joining me this morning to take a closer look at some of the amazing people, places, and events that make our home in Mendocino, Lake, and Sonoma counties unique and rich. I'm grateful to be able to share some of my personal heroes and friends who happen to be some of the most influential movers and shakers in our local indigenous community. Today is a very special show for me. Not only do I have the amazingly talented Martina Morgan of the Kashaya Band of Pomo Indians as my guest, who I can't wait to share with you, but it is also my very first show happening during a drive. Woohoo! So that means a show like I have never done before. Dun dun dun! So I have a challenge for my uh, show this month, which is to raise a thousand dollars um and we are raising this money for the building fund we need to move <laughs> the trees have spoken and they are growing um over the 32 years that file that the philo station has been here they are taking over so we're losing signal and we need to move so that we don't lose um this station and the amazing programming that we have before i go any further let me tell you how you can show your support and donate throughout this show it's so easy that even i could do it so you can visit kzyx.org and even if you are not savvy on the internet, there is a beautiful red button with a little heart on it. Um, just press that button and make your donation. This is my favorite one. You can text to donate. I'm a texter. 
So text KZYX, um, and you want to text 44321. And you can also do it the old-fashioned way and mail a check to P.O. Box 1, Philo, California. Okay. I am so glad to have the opportunity today to share the things that I love about KZYX with you um, and the listener and what I love about the listeners who make the shows possible. Uh, Good Ancestors and Local Treasures is, um, has been a real blessing for my community, the indigenous community that I live in, that we are, that you all live in (laughs) because you are all um, in native land. So, uh, to be able to be represented and to be able to share these amazing people that you should all know about that are doing amazing things is just has been a gift. Um, so I want to uh, share a little bit about me and why I do this show. So I love my community. I have grown up in this community um, from the coast to the lake, <laughs> from north to south, and Um, these are the people that inspire me. And Alicia, who's in the studio with me today, she's my pledge partner, um, told me uh, when I started this show just to just talk about things that I love and bring guests that inspire me. And that is what I've been doing. And and I love the opportunity to elevate all of these people and to elevate our entire community together. So I want to let you know who I am. So before I do. I'm going to give you some words that were given to me in 2020 by an elder, uh, which I struggled with. So I'm hoping that giving you these words um, inspires you <laughs> because they really inspired me. So he told me there's a difference between bragging and stating facts about yourself. So when I, I wrote this intro about myself and it felt like bragging, <laughs> But it's not. Um, This is who I am, and this is what I do in our community. So I wanted to uh, share that with you. So some of you have been listening to Good Ancestors and Local Treasures every month, and some of you are brand new to listening to it. So this is who I am. Keshi Corrine Pierce. My name is Corrine Pierce. Ana Picabatham Day. My name in Pomo is Ana Picabitam Day, which means um, blossom, basket, bossy sister, basically. It's oldest sister, even though I'm not the oldest sister. Um, I'm a local Pomo basket weaver with 36 years of dedication to mastering the art of weaving. I'm a traditional artist, herbalist, dancer, cultural educator, and a historic events teller, also known as a storyteller, with ancestry from Lake and Mendocino County tribes. I have taught classes focused on traditional uses of native plants, land stewardship, and fire ecology, as well as basket weaving and traditional ecological knowledge, now known as tech, for over 25 years. I have consulted as an expert for multiple agencies and tribes in the restoration and care of native habitat. I have been featured in numerous news articles, art galleries, and museum exhibits all over the United States, including the De Young Museum of Fine Art in San Francisco, the Cloverdale History Center and Museum, the Freeland Gallery, or I'm sorry, the Freehand Gallery in Los Angeles, and the Native American Gallery Fruitlands Museum in Harvard, Massachusetts. 
I was a guest presenter at the 40th Annual Eco Farm Conference and the 2021 Regenerative Holistic Land Management Conference. I am the author of Pomo Cradle Baskets, an introduction, and a contributor to the booklet Native Plants Used by Native Pomos. I was featured in the PBS program Craft in America on the California episode. I have the honor of being a 2020 Jennifer Easton Community Spirit Lifetime Achievement Award. And on that note, I would like everybody to know that because of that honor, um, there's less than 150 of us. During the month of July, my tribal flag, the tribe from the Redwood Valley Little River Band of Pomo Indians, will be flying at the Kennedy Center for that entire month um, to uh, honor that. So that's pretty cool. I was a 2020 inaugural Loose Indigenous Knowledge Fellow. I was recently featured in the 2020-2021 California Indian Conference Teaching and Learning Exhibit titled California American Indian Culture and Arts Pedagogy. In November, I was named the 2021 Arts Champion of Mendocino by the Mendocino County Board of Supervisors. I'm currently working with the Middletown Art Center on the, on the Weaving Baskets, Weaving Bridges Community Project, and I am the newest member of the Art Center Ukiah Board of Directors. I'm working on my second book about Pomo Cradle Baskets. I have worked as a cultural education coordinator between uh, local tribes and the Ukiah Unified School District since 2019. I continue to teach, consult, and weave in my community. Most recently, this past Friday, I lectured and taught at Stanford University about Pomo basketry and culture. This is where I'm coming from. I love my people. I love my community and they fuel my passion and drive. And KZYX is part of my community. Um, so I am going to hand it over really quickly to Alicia because she's gonna give you some facts <laughs> and some encouragement um, to donate and why um, why it's so important. I know, I know KZYX is important, you're listening, so you obviously know why it's important. Um, the diversity that they share and I just I love that so I'm gonna turn her right on and turn her up good morning Kareen good morning it's wonderful to be here with you I know it's like the old days back in <laughs> September <laughs> it is a pretty new show it's a it's just a, when you read all of your credentials I feel like we are really fortunate for the we're on the local treasures side of this of this spectrum here. We are so fortunate, so grateful, so lucky to have you here in the house producing this programming for all of our listeners and it gives us a more complete understanding of where we live. How can you live in Mendocino County and not know that you live on Pomo land, that you live in native land? And how can we have the voices of the community represented on this great station without that voice? So thank you so much. And I know, just like all of our programmers here, you're a volunteer. You did this for love. So we are, it's a gift. We are the luckiest people in the world to have you here, hearing all of the voices from our community. Thank you so much, Kareen. Thank you. Uh, so... I really believe that KZYX is the voice of our community. Um, we are such a diverse community, um, you know, from every way that you could lean, left or right or down the center, and we are that. So I'm really glad that we 
have a public broadcast radio station um, because people are we're losing you know we're losing a lot of media so having true media of the people is so so important so before I uh, welcome my next guest we're actually going to reshare some songs and music that you've heard on the show. Um, so, Good Ancestors and Local Treasures has had a lot of amazing people. And I introduced a lot of stuff to everybody. And I want to share this song that uh, Bernadette Smith shared when she was on the show. And a lot of it is in the Kashaya Pomo language. Um, it's a blessing song. And... Uh, we shared it on air a while back. Actually, I think it might have been in October. But since then, this song and the performance that went with it has won uh, several awards. So I'm going to play that for you. And then I'm going to welcome Martina Morgan in just a minute. This is how I honor Creator. 
for the blessing of the acorn. cry every time I hear it. <laughs> it really does. I've sent it to a lot of people. Um, oh, I'm really excited. Um, first of all, you are listening to KZYX, Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits, and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You're listening to Good Ancestors and Local Treasures with Corrine Pierce. We just heard um, the Kashaya Acorn song, or I'm sorry, it's Acorn Kashaya song from Bernadette Smith. And I'm about to welcome Martina Morgan. Um, I'm so excited to talk to you. I have known Martina for um, quite a few years now, and uh, we are in the same community. And she's also basket weaver and an amazing artist and a wonderful mother and community member. And I'm so excited um, for you to meet her, Martina Sintamana. And my wa, Mike Martina Morgan, Mike Wina Amabakeyachma Kashaya. Hello, everybody. How are you? My name is Martina Morgan. I am from uh, the people from the top of the land, or you could call me also Kashaya from Kashaya. Um, I am a tribal representative of my Kashaya tribe, uh, which is in the Sonoma County area, Storts Point um, land base. I am a mother of three. Uh, all three are adults, and I also am married a, a, a loving wife um, of 25 years, 25 beautiful years, and still going. And I am a poet. I am a part of the PWS, which is a Como Weaver Society. Um, and I'm, I'm a weaver, and I love weaving. I like making regalia. I make regalia. I also have um a startup business which is just getting off the floor um it's it's uh making dresses and sashes for graduations i'm a storyteller i'm a cultural representative i i go out in communities and speak about uh pomo people and some of our ways um to you know teach people about who we are as as a whole um you know those shared things that we have as as uh, different tribalets. Um, I and now I'm a part of the this little quilting um, project, uh, and it's it's a beautiful little project. Um, I'm really enjoying it so far. I've never quilted in my life. I've watched you know some of my elders quilt, and I've been very curious about it. And I think um, this this way that we're working this quilting project is so different and i i think we'll talk about that later but it's so different and i'm really enjoying it and as far as the pws uh, the pomo weaver society 
oh, we're going to get into that also later. But it's it's been a beautiful part of, you know, um, the last couple of years, especially during during COVID. You know, we came together, all these beautiful women and men coming together, weaving, talking history, talking story and just learning from one another and teaching one another, sharing space and time. And sometimes it, it would sit, we'd sit there and gather and it would feel like we went back in time for a moment. Speaking of old ways and old times and our elders and the stories our great grandparents told us, it's such beautiful things and so such beautiful space and time to share with one another. And so we'll get into much more about that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we, Martina. So, um, me, uh, Martina is a very special guest. <laughs> she can talk about a lot of different things, which is actually why I asked her to be on today because we're doing this special drive for the building fund. Um, and she can kind of go with the flow and we can talk about what we want to talk about and we can still, um, you know, give thanks to the people that are donating. Uh, so I'm going to talk real quick about the quilting project, which is actually one of the, the main reasons that I wanted to have Martina on here. She's an amazing artist, and the quilting project that we're talking about is um, in cooperation with Art Center Ukiah. And Laura Fogg, who's an amazing artist and was also an arts, Mendocino Arts champion, she does these fabulous art quilts, like just these landscapes and everything that you could think of and she contacted me um, about bringing more representation you know we at the art center ukiah we want it to be very very inclusive um, and she came to me and talked about doing a project with the indigenous community doing art quilts to let uh, their voices be heard in in a way that we have not um done before or hasn't been done around here before so i am not a sewer not one stitch i am a weaver and that is what i do but i am a community weaver i've been doing community work in my um tribe and surrounding tribes and across the country for so long that i said we can do this. <laughs> I know just the people to do this. So I thought of everyone that I know that either quilts or um, sews dresses for our traditional regalia. And Martina was right up in my head. And then there was also the also Melody Williams, who is our uh, resident elder who does not look like an elder. When I'm an elder, I hope I look as fine as she does. I'm just saying that. Um, there's also Robin Mealy who does amazing uh, dressmaking and uh, Patricia Franklin who actually uh, all of the people that I just named are uh, about to show a whole bunch of art all around our community at the Grace Hudson Museum at the Middletown Art Center some are showing already in Cloverdale so it's going to be a great opportunity but this quilting project um, came at a really amazing time and What's going to happen is these women and men or anybody, it's actually open to the um, indigenous community, which is why I'm kind of plugging it today, because I feel like this is another uh, way to elevate our voice and to, uh, we've always been here. 
my people have been here for tens of thousands of years. Um, so for me, my people have always been the center of the art world in my valley and surrounding valleys. So with this project, it's, it's letting other people see that. Uh, see what what we're facing. We came up with the subject of uh, safety and sovereignty and what that means uh, to us as indigenous people, what that means to us as humans. Um, so we came together. Last month was our very first meeting and we just had our second meeting yesterday. And I, for somebody who's not a quilter, I did sewing <laughs> yesterday, so I was very proud of myself. Um, and I am, have Martina on here, and I want her to actually kind of give you an idea of the project that she's working on. Um, I, The project that I was working on, I came to it with the understanding that I am not a quilter, and I'm also colorblind. So the thought of putting fabrics together gave me such fear. <laughs> so I came to it with the need for it to be therapy because I was going through a really hard week when that came up. And it really did turn into that for me. So to be sewing it, making it, um, it was really talking, what my quilt is addressing is the lack of mental health care for indigenous people, for all of us. Our community, our rural community is suffering um, with lack of mental health care for every age. And that's what my quilt was addressing. Uh, Martina it has a different view of safety and sovereignty. And her quilt is this beautiful seascape. But I'm going to let her explain it uh, and explain her creative process and why she's choosing that. So this quilting project, again, is a so beautiful and exciting for me um again i've never quilted before so the way in doing this is more like art we're taking different little pieces of fabric tearing it up putting it together and you know actually putting this this like a little mural onto fabric you know and it, it's becoming something different every every time i look at it or move things around on the fabric what i chose <clears throat> was a woman, myself, living in two worlds. We live in this Western society where we wear regular clothing, we go to school, we go to trainings, we go to work, we live a daily Western society life and and all the things that that means, paying bills and going here and there, zipping around. And But when I look in the mirror and when I look at myself, I I see something more than just that. I see everything that I was taught, all the things that I grew up around. I see the ocean. I see the land. I see the forest. I see the trees. I see the animals. I see all the teachings that came along with me. I see regalia. I see basket weaving. I see and I hear all these things that come along with that. And so in, in my little quilt i i have an ocean background i have um you know some redwood trees a forest you know front area of a forest in the front of the quilt and some bears some wolves um and i'm gonna add some baskets and i will have one uh western society female stand facing a, another indigenous woman in full regalia 
of course this is all going to be quilted and so i have it all laid out and i'm excited about my uh starting to sew everything down it's so different than you know doing applique which i'm used to on skirts and and sashes and so it's it's exciting and um i'm really looking forward to seeing everybody's project come you know come to fruition and you know become this beautiful piece that they they've been working on uh, every woman that's a part of it has you know such artistic ability when it comes to quilting and in this way and so as we were you know walking around the room looking at everybody's pieces it's like wow everybody has something strong to say about this you know safety and sovereignty you know it, it's a beautiful thing and everybody has their thought of what that means and so also corinne i can't wait to see yours finish this you know beautiful heart of you know all these beams coming out of this heart and it means so much and um i can't wait to see it finished and and the same with all the other women you know it's it's I mean, it's just eye-opening of what's in everybody's minds and hearts and what that safety and sovereignty means. Oh, thank you so much for talking about that. Um, I am going to share another song from uh, one of the, actually it was the last show that I did, the springtime show. It's an Ohlone song called The Spirit of Spring, and here you go. was a good one um so the quilting art project that's happening in ukiah is open to um, any indigenous people that want to come and learn and share their art and the most exciting thing about about this project for me is that the end goal the the finish line is in november the art center ukiah will be having um an exhibit that is about safety and sovereignty that will be showcasing these quilts but not just these quilts uh we're going to be doing an open call for art around that subject at that time and i think that that's um going to be amazing we also will have the front window of the corner gallery that month the pomo weaver society so it's going to be um the pomo weaver society displaying a lot of work in that front window and the art crafting project in the back and additional art so that's really really amazing uh, i want to say thank you really quick to everybody we reached our goal of a thousand dollars but we are still going this is my very first show doing a drive so i'm super happy that we did that um 
our our final goal that we will need um, is a million dollars, but we are chipping away at it so quickly. One hundred and fifty thousand is is the goal for this drive, and we are just doing great at that. And it's it's because of you that are listening and your support for the station. So Martina is here, and we are going to also talk about the Pomo Weavers Society. And we've talked about that before. Um, a lot of the people that are in the Pomo Weavers Society have been on my show because they are amazing. <laughs> they, they wear many hats, like we all do. Um, the Pomo Weavers Society really began pre-COVID. Um, as Silver Galetto and I had been... Um, weaving we had been in communication a lot we had been harvesting together a bit um and we are basket cases we you know that is uh, we are hyper focused on pomo basketry because if you didn't know and i haven't mentioned it in the last five minutes pomo basketry is the best in the world so um we have you know every reason to be obsessing but we were also fearful because we've seen it uh, you know, when we started as children, there were mass, you know, handfuls of master basket weavers, and they really all passed away before any of us were even teenagers. Um, so we had to make a new way, you know, and um, this is a lot different. This is a different way of sharing this traditional knowledge, but we are different people. So this is the way that we are doing it. We, we formed the Pomo Weavers Society, and then COVID happened. <laughs> so it, like, you know, it kneecapped us <laughs> right out the gate, and we didn't know what to do, so we actually started doing Zoom meetings. Um, we, we started a, a group online where we were sharing pictures of the day, you know, basket of the week. Um, and we did all this stuff, and that group was big. It was a, a lot of looky-loos. Um, and, of course, who wouldn't want to look? I mean, they're Pomo baskets, so everybody wants a peek. Um, but Silver really, really cut the list down to, to people that were actively trying to perpetuate um, and share these techniques so it got cut way down we have like a core group and it is not a secret society <laughs> my sister uh, always wants to call it the secret pomo weaver society but it is not we have t-shirts and tablecloths and we go to lots of different events so it's not a secret um and i we all have a different way of coming to basketry especially now that we don't all have a grandmother's knee to sit at so i um i think everyone's um, path to basketry is, is magical and blessed and sacred and i want to hear martina's martina would you share with us um so the pomo weaver society has been such a a godsend for for me um you know i was very young when i began learning from my great-grandfather, who uh, Leonard Marufo from Kishaya, um, who was, he was making a bird basket once, and um, I was probably about 11, and I started watching what he was doing. And, you know, it, it kept me curious. And then when we lived with my aunt Violet Chappelle Parrish, uh, she 
started around when I was 12, 11 and 12, she started like showing me different stuff. And I had asked her about weaving because she used to sit in what she called chatting baskets. She'd make baskets and I started being curious about it. I was a nosy kid about anything cultural. And so she started teaching me. And I thought I was just going to sit down at the table and start weaving right away with her. And it wasn't that. She started taking me out to look at Hazel and see what it looks like and, you know, and, and you know, then teaching me how to cut it and what I can do with it. And and so there was this whole process. And so it was it was a beautiful time at the time. You know, at the time I was like, oh, man, I didn't know it was going to be all this work. <laughs> but then when we sat down and started weaving and she started teaching me it was so beautiful and she even taught me um the stitch to to do a cradle but at the time her hands were already kind of stiff and later on you know as we made those little what we call she called work baskets table baskets um i started learning from her and it always stuck in my head and as i got older you know, I came back and I'd go gather some, you know, some material, some fresh spring hazel and sit with her. And she'd talk to me about basket weaving and how her mom, Grandma Essie, my great grandmother, um, you know, sat with all the girls and talked to talked to them about weaving and how they used to, you know, watch their mom. She'd be like it was a daily task for her. To, if she wasn't doing her other work, her spiritual works, um, she'd be weaving. She'd be making coil baskets, work baskets, and all types of different baskets. And uh, so that's a big part of my my people's history, my family history. Um, you know, master basket weavers, and you know, and it, it's a beautiful story to to listen to and hear. And like when she'd tell me, I think I was sitting there, you know, like a fly in the wall, or you know, just watching and listening because I could I'd bring that to life in my in my thoughts when she'd tell me those stories of how they used to watch their mom just sit there tediously, you know, splitting sedge and, you know, making these coil baskets, beautiful thing. And and so for me now, today, I love making table baskets. I love making, you know, all types of work baskets, bird baskets, uh, burden baskets. My husband learned, you know, my husband, um, I wanted a burden basket. And this is one day my, I told my auntie Violet, I want a burden basket. And she goes, oh, burden baskets are mainly made by men. Women make them, but mainly made by men. You're supposed to have your husband make you one. And he and he was sitting there. He goes, well, I'm from Yokeo. And um, she goes, oh, you married a Kashaya. You're Kashaya now. So you have to go out there and get that hazel and make that burden basket. And so he made a burden basket, and then after that, he, you know, started making baskets. He's also part of the Pomo Weaver Society, and it's a beautiful, you know, thing that happens between all these beautiful weavers from Sonoma, Mendocino, and Lake Counties. Um, all Pomo people, but a majority of them have other blood, uh, indigenous bloods from other tribes in California and across the country, um, all the way down into indigenous Mexico, you know, and and so we 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 learn all these different pomo stitches pomo uh, weaving techniques teach and learn from one another and it's beautiful sitting down in um in the sedge and gathering and just breathing the same air and you know sharing that space with one another and and also looking at other people's techniques um, from other tribes and saying, wow, that's beautiful and how they did those things. And so, you know, it's just everybody gets their chance to be a teacher. 
and it, and I love it. It's it it just brings to life um, all this cultural part of me, and I, I love it. I just I love breathing culture, you know. Oh, I I love that. I I still have this feeling like so. You came to the very first doll cradle basket class that I taught. You were a part of that, and that was really special. Um, for me and you were also um, you and I, I don't know this sounds silly you made a cradle a full-size cradle basket with sticks that I had processed and I thought oh my gosh I actually have that picture I saved it on my phone and I love that um, I'm a cradle weaver and I would totally love for you to share what that felt like to make your first size cradle full size real cradle basket for a real baby that was going in it well so remembering the stitch that my aunt had taught me it kind of always stood in my mind and sometimes i'd grab sticks and try to redo that stitch but it was like always so it was there but i couldn't really bring it back and then i did a class with mia a little tiny little basket and um and it was a little bit a little doll basket doll basket um and she taught me the stitch. And then I was so nervous when your class came up. And I was like, I want to be a part of it. So I joined the class and I was so nervous, but eager to learn. And, you know, you were such an easy teacher, like, you know, to teach, teach us, sit there, teach us. And from, I mean, fresh in doing a baby basket, even if it was a doll basket. And that was much bigger than the little tiny one I made, you know, and I thought this was, you know, this big feat I was going for. And, and as you taught, it just went so easy the day. And it was just like, um, it came very natural. And that was one thing you said, this is in your guys' DNA. You know, you guys know how to do this. You just have to remember, make yourself remember. And it was like that. It was like so simple. Like it came just like water. You know, it just flowed. And when we finished that little doll basket, you know, it was beautiful. And I told you, I want to make a big one. And you go, and you said, you know how to. And so I was like, um, I don't know. I think I called you and I said, do you have any materials? You're like, I do. But remember, like, this is a hard thing to do is gather all their stuff for a whole basket. And, and I said, yeah. And you said, you know, you're going to have to learn that part. And I was like, I, I will, I will, I want to. So I gathered that, I, I, you know, I went and picked up the materials from you. And, you know, you told me how to do it. You know how to do this, Martina. You were in my class. You can do it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I took all the materials and I started. And we used to check in. I'd check in with you. You'd check in with me. And a couple times I stopped by your house and you'd look at it and you'd say, you're doing a good job. You know, you give me some little techniques and, you know, critique and, and then when we put the rim on together, you know, I came, I said, oh, I need the rim. And we put the rim on together. And it was beautiful when I stopped, when I was done and I stopped and I looked at it. It was so beautiful. And I felt like I was in a rush to finish this basket. Well, during the time I was making it, one of my little cousins was born and he was in the hospital and he was ICU and he had a lot of complications. And by the time the basket was finished, his, his grandpa called me and said, do you have a basket? He said, creator told me to call you that you had a basket. And I said, I do. I just finished it. He goes, oh, that's my basket. 
And so, you know, I, I, that's where it went to that baby, that little boy. And, you know, and it, you know, it was just beautiful. It was, it was so beautiful to have that moment and look at that basket and then see the baby wrapped up in the basket. He was sitting in this big giant basket because he was just a little guy. Even he was months old by then, but he was still little. And it was to look at it and say that like, it took so many generations, so, so many thousands of years and the time of, you know, my life to learn this, these techniques from so many different people. So I, it was beautiful. And thank you. It's like history. I always, I love that. I always feel like, you know, there's this long line of ancestors and basket weavers in front of you. And you just, you just got to get in line with those people. That's really powerful for me. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, so I'm going to do another pitch real quick. Donate to our building fund so that we can continue to bring you amazing guests like Martina um, to share what's going on in our community. You can text to donate. Text KZYX to 44321. Uh, you can also go online to KZYX.com where there is a red donate button with a little heart on it, which I appreciate because I like that a lot. Um, so that is happening. And I'm going to play you another song. And this is actually uh, another song that I played on the last show, which is the Hummingbird song from, again, the Ohlone. So here is that. that song a lot you can tell i like pomo songs and aloni songs <laughs> they have a, a good beat a good beat so i want to um we are coming to the end of our program today um and i want to let everybody know that next month when i am on i'm going to have a couple of really amazing uh guests a couple of authors that will be sharing some new books <clears throat> about indigenous uh, actually, it's very specifically about California natives and uh, their fight in World War One, while we were still not considered citizens of the country and in World War Two. So I'm really excited about that. And we are fundraising for our new building in Ukiah, which I'm really excited about. And you can mail a check old-fashioned way to P.O. Box 1, Philo, California, 95466. And um, we 
surpassed our goal for this show and that makes me really really happy thank you so much for everybody that's listening uh, for everybody that's listened in the past for everybody that spreads the word about the amazing programming that we have going on here um i am going to play one more song for you um but first i want to thank martina Thank you so much, Martina, for being here. You were just the right person to have a tea time with Auntie. (laughs) We might have to do that again some other time. Um, So I wanted to say thank you so much. Yahweh, for all of your words from your heart, for being an amazing weaver and community activist and cultural educator and culture bearer. And I just want to shout out to your... um, husband robert who you guys are like power couple supreme in the pomo weaver society so i just wanted to let everybody know that they're like royalty when they walk in um so thank you everybody the last song that i'm going to play um is a song that bernadette smith shared actually and it's two songs there's a prayer song um and then there's a dance song right after that and it's um the song is a real blessing so i'm i'm very very glad that i can share it with you and i'm so grateful for this public broadcast radio station that is listener supported and it has been my pleasure to be with you for the first time from the ron o'brien studio in philo california and it is beautiful here um man the flowers are blooming the roses are blooming the moss is hanging down from the trees the pepper wood is gorgeous and the oak trees are just they're winking at me as i walk in so um i'm bummed that this is the first time that i've been here <laughs> but i i know that our new place in ukai is just going to be as wonderful so here is this uh, beautiful blessing song for you to start your monday Hey yo yo hey hey yo hey yo yo hey hey yo hey yo yo hey yo yo hey oh your company I can't watch it ah yahu ya mami kwe ya kodi hey oh your company ya kina daya ama kodi Mikikaliya <laughs> This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.